Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 90, Five Reasons to Teach Digital Citizenship This School Year. So now more than ever, we really need to think about that citizenship online and what that looks like for our students. A lot of us are teaching virtually, and even if we're not teaching virtually, we're doing a lot of online work to prevent spreading papers. So it's really, really important for our kids, our students, to understand what digital citizenship looks like and what it feels like and exactly what it is. That we're going to talk about that today. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey. So last week, we talked about your virtual open house and your you know, virtual meet the teacher. Hopefully, that went really well for you and you found some use in my virtual packet that I linked to in the show notes. And I'll do it again just in case you haven't had a virtual open house yet. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to put all those things together? Well, you don't have to. I have a resource for you. It's my virtual open house meet the teacher packet and I'll link to it in the show notes. Today, we're going to talk about digital citizenship and what that looks like and the reasons why we should teach it, because it really is an important aspect of our online classroom. Now, some of us are teaching, you know, doing e-learning and some of us are teaching a hybrid model. Some of us are in person. You know that I'm in person. I had a long rant about that last week and I was feeling a little guilty about it, but then in the makerspace group, I had somebody tell me that I need. It was important that we needed to speak up about these things, and that you know, it, when when something is going on and people don't, that's not what they are hearing. That's not what they know. It's important to talk about it, and I agree, and that made me feel better. And so, I apologize if I brought you down because I know you're trying so hard to stay positive and to figure out what to do. So. I think I told you last week that my philosophy with my team used to be where we kind of gave ourselves a little bit of time to vent and complain and moan and cry and oh, it was brutal. And then, but I feel like it's important to do that because I think sometimes when we just tell people to be positive and have a good outlook and we've got to be there for the kids and all those things, it's, it's, it's almost demeaning and it's undervalues your feelings. It pushes your feelings aside. And I think we do that way too often for teachers. And I don't think that we have to always push our feelings aside. I think we're allowed to feel them. I think we should feel them. I think that's really important. And then I know after we've had a little bit of time to like feel our feelings and to deal with our grief, you might want to call it, um, then we need to figure out what do we have to do? Because in the end, we all want to show up for kids wherever that is. And so what do we do now that we're in the situation? So we are, we're here. And what, what is that going to look like? Just like it, just like what it looks like when you come back to school, when you are creating those very important procedures and routines, and you are getting your class, you know, set up to be to run the way that you want it to run. And if you don't take the time to do that in the beginning of the year, you totally pay for it 
all the time for the rest of the year. It's that same thing in your online space. You want to set up those procedures and those routines. You want to build that community. So that is very important. And if it's not going the way that you want it to, then you're going to need to stop and reteach, model and show them, allow them to practice and then let it run from there. So it's those are really important. And I think one important part of that is teaching digital citizenship. And you know, now more than ever, students are online, and they're communicating online, and they're now they're learning online. And it, it really is our responsibility as educators to extend our learning, our teaching from the classroom to the online world, especially when it comes to citizenship and what that might look like, you know, in a virtual world. Digital citizenship refers to responsible technology usage and teaching digital citizenship is essential to helping students achieve and understand digital literacy, as well as ensure that we are preventing cyberbullying, that we are staying safe online, that we are teaching children a balance in, um, in, device usage. We are teaching digital responsibility. We are teaching digital health and wellness. And so that's a really, that's really important. So why should we teach digital citizenship? (sighs) Yeah, well, if we don't, if we're wondering why, we've got to look around, we've got to see that we've got a lot of kids, even preschoolers, online. So if we have kids online from all ages, we really need to teach them appropriately, how to behave, how to act, what to look out for, and how to function in an online society, because that's where we are right now. And teaching digital citizenship really equips students with knowledge and skills and resources so that they can succeed as a lifetime learner. It also helps them to learn to engage within a digital environment with responsibility and confidence to develop as leaders who will leave like a meaningful impact on the lives of others. And that can be really powerful. And so that is, that is really the main reason we teach digital citizenship. So I want to share five reasons. So the first one is we want to expose kids to information literacy, because they are able to, to get online and pretty much find answers to any questions that they could possibly ever have or imagine. You know, they're searching on Google, they're looking on Wikipedia, they're in multiple dictionaries, the sources and other references and, you know, online zoos and museums and all these great places to find information. We want to teach children how to like sift through that and how to determine where they, you know, what is accurate, what is a, is a truthful and factual piece of information. And we want them to be able to analyze that and determine it. Now, are we going to teach them how to determine that at five, and at five years old? No, we're probably going to be a little bit more basic. We're probably going to talk to them about device usage and, and balancing that and like what it means to be kind to others and to be safe and to be, um, you know, respectful of other people's feelings. And we might teach them those kinds of things, but we're not going to jump right into like analyzing if something is true or false. So there is definitely a progression of learning 
And actually, I have created some digital citizenship units, and I will link to those in in the show notes as well on my store on TPT. And I have them ranging from kindergarten to third grade. I just finished the kindergarten one, or I should be finished by the time this comes out because it's Saturday. I'm recording it. It comes goes live on Thursday, and I am almost finished with kindergarten. And I wanted to finish fourth grade, but I don't think I'm going to get it finished for the beginning of the year. So that is unfortunate. I'm going to try, but I, I just, I don't, I don't, if you've already started school, you probably already want it. I think the third grade one can work for fourth graders as well. I just think there's a little bit more of an depth I'd like to go to with fourth grade, especially about information literacy. But at the same time, you know, you've, you only have as much time as you have in the day. You can want more, but that's too bad sometimes. So that's the first reason why we should teach digital citizenship is really information literacy and how important it is to be able to utilize sites and apps and, 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 you know, our resource, you know, this wealth of resources that we have on the internet. The second reason is we really want to prevent cyberbullying. We really want to keep kids safe and protected. And that is, is essential in this world, in this day and age. It's, you know, very easy for people to, or for kids to get lost sometimes in sites that are not appropriate for them. And then, and people are looking out for kids and I don't mean in a good way. So we really want to be careful of that. It's also easy to, to spout things out to another person when you're online, because you feel like you have this, this false sense of, you know, no one can touch you. You've got this, this, this mentality of I can just say whatever I want, I don't have to think twice, because I don't actually see a person. And so cyberbullying can become very real for for kids and even for adults. So it's really important to help prevent that. And we want to teach kids how to be kind to one another. And we want to teach them to think about the people that are behind the screens on the other end of the conversation. And those kinds of things are very, very important. We want to teach them like the rules, digital rules, the do's and the don'ts. We want to encourage students to be open and we want them to encourage them to report any behavior that makes them uncomfortable. And that that's that's important. They need a safe place to be able to tell that to. And sometimes that kind of stuff even happens on like online games. I listen to my son sometimes. He's sixteen, and he will be he'll you know he plays uh, Fortnite, and he's in there, and they're yelling, and and they're saying like mean things to each other. And I, it's like I'm like stop doing that. That's not that's awful. That's mean. We can't allow kids to behave that way and treat one another in such abusive ways. And so we have those conversations, my son and I have those conversations a lot. And I I think about the conversations that probably needed to happen before he got to this age, so that, you know, he never thought that this was okay. When you get into that gaming community, and you hear that, we have to really think about, you know, how, how that's happened, and what we can do to stop that. And especially for our, our younger students who don't need to hear that kind of language or that kind of conversation. So I think that that's an important reason why we should teach digital citizenship. Also, reason number three is online safety. We want to really pay attention to where students are going. Now, a lot of schools block sites that are inappropriate, but you know, sometimes, sometimes that doesn't happen. Like sometimes kids get into those things and we have to we really want to teach them to ask permission before they go to different sites and or before they get on different apps that's really that's an essential component when especially when they're in kindergarten and first grade and even you know second grade for a while they need 
they need, we really need to be monitoring them as parents and we need to be monitoring them as teachers as well. So I think that that's an important reason to teach digital citizenship. It's, you know, we want to teach kids that we want them to be safe and we don't want them to fall victim to potential threats that can really be awaiting them online. And we, we, we have to teach them to trust their gut and we want to teach them to, to notify a trusted adult when things just don't feel right. So that's really important. And all these things play a vital role in keeping students safe in digital spaces and they allow them to blossom as empowered digital citizens. And that's, and that's that what I feel really important, like really strongly about. And in my units, I actually, in the early, early grades, I introduced the digital superheroes digital citizenship superheroes and I think that those are are important for kids because then they have the opportunity to look at you know super balance and and they and that's the one that's coming to my head right now because they're they're like learning about balancing whether they when they should be online and when they should be offline and how important it is to also be offline as well because sometimes we have a lot of screen time and that's not good for our our kids their brains and their eyes and their developing bodies like those are those are important so I introduced them to the digital citizenship heroes superheroes and they can feel more like you know the good, you know, superheroes are good guys, and they're there to help us and protect us. And that's, that's kind of the mentality I was thinking for these units. The fourth reason for teaching digital citizenship is digital responsibility. The power we now have to create and define our own digital experience is is really unmatched. And with that power comes great responsibility. That makes me think of super or Spider-Man. That's what is well, the old, older Spider-Man, <laughs> the Spider-Man that now it's like totally different. But when I used to like watch the movies of Spider-Man is his, um, was his uncle? I think it was his uncle. His uncle said, you know, with, with great power comes great, great responsibility. And I always, I used to tell my kids that my students that in second grade. And I'm like, it's really, it's so it's so important. And it's important that, you know, students are taught to wield that power wisely as, and as doing so is essential to their long-term educational and per- personal success. So it's really important for them to, to learn to be responsible. And what does it mean to be responsible? It mean it means that we want to teach them about, you know, about balance and we want to teach them about being kind and we want to teach them about not plagiarizing or stealing other people's work and we want to teach them how to cite, you know, their resources and even their their photos. I mean, there's so many times that people think that they can just use movies and and songs and things like that and they're and teaching kids that that the responsibility as a digital citizen is for us to actually give credit to the author and that we can't just take other people's work. So that's a really important thing to teach them and and really enforcing those clear boundaries and and consequences for like inappropriate uses of technology. That is that's an essential part of teaching digital citizenship as well. Reason number 5 is the health and emotional wellness in the digital world. So this is where that's that balance really comes in because technology can be addictive and it, it can be detrimental to students health and sometimes I th- I even feel that way with my son I'm like how much time are you spending on the screen you know go outside and play basketball to go do something because it's it is it can be damaging and some kids do get addicted to games and I am a firm believer in games so I'm I'm not gonna probably say what you want me to say when it comes to games I think games are it's almost like Vygotsky's zone of proximal development, where he talks specifically about where when you're when you're 
optimum learning is occurring, you are like right in that zone. It is not too hard that it makes it challenging and you want to quit. It's not too easy that you're thinking I'm blowing this away and you're learning nothing. Nothing is occurring because of it. It's right in that sweet spot. And I feel like that's true for a game. Like games that are way too hard, you don't want to play them anymore. They're way too easy and and you get bored. When they're just challenging enough, it's like you're right in that zone of proximal development. So I really think that games can help kids with some critical thinking and problem solving, even silly games. Like I play this game on my iPad every single night. It's called, I think it's Fishdom. And I literally am like, I have to feed my fish. I think I've talked about this before in the podcast because I feel now, see, I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like every night I'm like, I have to feed my fish. But it like, and all you're doing is like trying to match these three or four or five things together and it like creates these little bombs and then you can break into this other part and and it sounds violent but it's not violent yes things like flash and blow up and whatever but no nothing is getting hurt no people are getting hurt it's um but it's really like I feel like it's making me think I have to think of different strategies I have to figure out how I'm going to solve it I have to figure out what's going to get me the most points and I am thinking. So even though people think, you know, you're not, you actually are thinking. And I took a gaming class in my master's program and he totally changed the way I thought about gaming. And he's like, using gaming and teaching is like, it makes kids feel like they're, you know, playing while they're learning, which I think is, that is when I have hit my sweet spot for sure. So just something to keep in mind. But anyway, but it can be addictive and we want to make sure that we have not, you know, we're not hurting kids. They're, 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 we don't want to deter them from doing physical activity and we don't want to cause psychological issues. We don't want mental stress and eye problems and, you know, the fact that they are not eating very well because they're doing that or they're, they're, hunched over a screen and they're not paying attention to their posture and things like that. So we want to make sure that we're really paying attention to those kinds of things. And digital citizenship is just one way that we can teach kids to pay really close attention to that kind of stuff and that they can learn to, to have limits on how much time that they spend on the computer. So how do we teach that? How do we teach student digital citizenship? Well, like I told you, I have, um, units on that. And the second grade one, I feel like is five days, it might be six days. And it doesn't have to be like really time consuming, it can take like 30 minutes and you're and again, it's part of like your community building. So I think I would think of it that way. If I were um, in the classroom, I would think of it as being something that was like one of those things that maybe I didn't want to spend time on, but it would pay off in the long run. So that's how I would think about it. In like kindergarten, it's, I think my unit is ending up being three days. So it's just three, you know, short little activities that you're doing. You might, you could make it into four days if you wanted to spend less time doing the activity, but I've, I've put some things in there for kids to really think about. And I do have um, videos that I found on YouTube integrated. And so there, hopefully that will, that will help teach that if you are trying to do this on your own, there are, you know, there are other resources out there, there are videos on YouTube that talk about, you know, digital citizenship and balance and, you know, and things like that. So some of those, those can be really helpful as well. I think the thing that we need to really pay close attention to is we want to pay attention to like some aspects of digital citizenship. And that is, we want to pay attention to like media balance and well-being. So that's like a category that we pay attention to. 
privacy and security, like helping kids understand that sometimes we need passwords and we need to make them so that no one else can guess them and those kinds of things and how to be safe online. We want to teach kids about digital footprints and identity and how things that we put on the internet are on the internet forever. And and we that's in you know that's a big responsibility so it's something to definitely keep in mind we want to teach kids about relationships and communication like communicating with other p- people in their class other people across the internet across the world we want to very importantly talk about cyberbullying and digital drama and hate speech like when we use certain words it's it's considered like hateful speech and we want to eliminate that from from our vocabulary we want to be inclusive and that's a really important time to talk about being inclusive for all and and like you know the ability to diversify the people that are around you because you're in this online world that that's a magical thing and that's a really good time to talk about like taking other people's culture and their backgrounds and their ethnicity and their you know gender all that you know and allowing it to be like a good space to to be yourself and to be you know proud of who you are and and that you do have different backgrounds and that's a good thing so and still seeing that still recognizing that background so I think that 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 can play into 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 that kind of diversity teaching and I think that's important and then another part of digital citizenship that I think it's important to focus on is like the news and the media the like the literacy again like analyzing your like where like what what's happening like where am I getting this information and is it going to be relevant and true? Am I, can I believe everything I read on Wikipedia? <laughs> like, I mean, especially when you start looking at researching or research for kids and helping them to find credible sources, I think that's really important. So those are just some things to think about with digital citizenship. And I think that it really can be, I think it needs to be integrated from the beginning. So I think it's especially with what the, what's going on right now in our, in our elementary schools, actually in our schools all over the place. Like the earlier, the better that we start t- talking to kids about this and about being responsible digital citizens. And I, I think the better, I, I really do. So hopefully that gets you started thinking a little bit about digital citizenship and and maybe you will dive into that this year. I'm going to link to the units in the show notes if you if you need a little bit of help. And I am wishing you the best year this year. No matter what you do, make sure that you spend that time building that community because it's so essential and kids need that. I need that. That's the part I need. Okay, this one tired teacher is ready for a vacation already. <laughs> Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. <laughs>